Turtle Bands over and over again. There's not a substitute back for amusing conversation. I'm the Archbishop of Banterbury. You didn't back up the opera. Welcome to the Bantercast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bantercast episode 65. This is your host, Ben Cohen, and I'm here with my co-host, Michael J. Parker. And today we're going to be talking about mass shootings in America and how they relate to mental health. Yeah, I think it's obviously been in, in the in the zeitgeist recently. Um, unfortunately, we've had, I think, three school three shootings this week. And um, a lot of people are discussing how mental health relates to uh, to these these homicides. And I think it's a really good topic to explore. Um, first, we can just sort of say that, uh, you know, the United States does lead the world, unfortunately. Um, in mass shootings. In mass shootings and firearm deaths in general. Um, but another thing that kind of goes unreported is just the number of, of suicides um, that are happening in the U.S., which seems to be rising more and more. Um, with, with guns? Or? Well, guns are the like the primary um, cause of death. Uh, so, actually, murders make up a small percentage of uh, the deaths that are caused by guns. The vast majority are actually suicides. Um, so, I think... Oh, yeah, I read that somewhere. Yeah. yeah. That's true, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so anytime, uh, you know, anytime you have access to firearms um, or lethal weapons in general, you're going to increase the likelihood of people people dying, uh, which sounds a bit morbid to say. But, um, you know, what the numbers sort of say is that, you know, suicidal people with access to firearms die more often because uh, guns are just deadlier than other forms of suicide. Um, so for every... Uh, in 2016, um, there were 38,658 deaths, and uh, you know, 22,938 of them were suicides, and about 14,000 or so were homicides. Um, do you have and, what about the gun? Do you know how many were gun related? So, of uh, these are gun deaths. These so, are gun. De- yeah, these are gun deaths. So there's 38,658 gun deaths. Gun deaths. Yeah. And most of them are. Most of them are suicides, um, and of the homicides. Very few tend to be, uh, you know, victims of mass shooting. Only 71 people. I mean, it's horrible. Every, you know, it's like, it sounds a bit callous. But of the 14,415 homicides, um, 71 uh, died in mass shootings. Um, so that's, that's 2016. But what is happening is that uh, mass shootings are becoming deadlier and deadlier um, as time goes on. Obviously, Las Vegas um, I mean, was the was deadliest. Crazy. How, was it, how many people? Yeah, f- fifty-eight people died Jesus. in Las Vegas. Um, but uh, you know, of course, you know what's really recently happened as well in, in El Paso um, was pretty deadly. Um, Twenty-two people died. So let's talk about the link between mental health and, and gun violence. Um, you know, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Well, there's. I mean, okay. I know we, we we're talking about this from a mental health perspective, but there is also there is just the gun perspective where it's like, it's not like America is unique in terms of mental illness. That's ex- exactly right. And, um, you know, here, here, political stuff, here's so. the thing, right. It's like, you know, and I think most people with mental health issues is a pretty broad, broad term. I think, you know, for me, mental health just makes me like sad and want to stay indoors. Like I've never had the desire to kill anybody. And I think that's true of, you know, the vast majority of people, mm. um, who suffer from mental health issues. But, you know, I think in any any time you give anybody access to uh, a tool that increases the, you know, increases the p- potentiality of whatever they want to do, they'll mm. use those tools. And, right, right, right. and if you want to hurt people um, and you have access to weapons which make it easier, yeah. you're going to 
you're going to use those weapons to do it. And, um, and of course, you know, in this, in this country, it's the easiest country in the developed world to get access to firearms. I mean, you can go to Walmart and, uh, in any town across the country and purchase a gun and, uh, use it to kill people. And that's, that's the sad truth. Yeah. I mean, it always amazes me that this, I mean, I wrote a piece about this on the banter, um, newsletter, um, this week and I basically you know the, the answer the solution to this is pretty clear you stop gun deaths by banning guns or making guns incredibly difficult to get to I think there you know obviously the, yeah, there's two separate issues really you've got the you do have a mental health crisis which is leading you know there's clearly like people shooting themselves and shooting yeah. themselves right yeah. is that that's a mental health issue right mm-hmm. but perhaps they wouldn't have been able to have done it so easily yeah. Or they might have got help first if it hadn't have been such a ready and available option, right? So, so that but there's clearly a political solution to this, right? And that's what this is what frustrates me so much um, in in as being a kind of a transplant to America, is that it, it, I can't believe the debate is still happening, that there's still a debate on whether guns kill people. Yeah. I mean, I even read an article recently by some skeptic libertarian guy who said it's not guns it's beliefs it's like yeah but beliefs with guns yeah you know what i mean it's like having having um uh, access to these extraordinarily dangerous weapons right i mean i i can't understand what well i mean i can't understand it. it's the gun lobby and it's the republican party that blocks all attempts to try this, this apparently the cdc can't even um they they they're not allowed to evaluate gun deaths as a public health crisis. Yeah. Right. Because the gun lobby has basically forced the GOP to pass some bill that stops them from studying it. Well, I think it's the interesting thing to me to explore is what is unique about the United States and what isn't unique. So hmm. certainly, video games and mental health is not unique to the United States. Right. Uh, and and Americans aren't leading the world in suicide deaths by any, by any stretch of the imagination. Like Japan, so it's like this, like I mean, Asian countries, even right? Russia. I mean, there's like, if you look at the per capita suicide rate of the United States, it's nowhere near the top. So, okay. Wait, who's the top? Uh, I can tell you actually, I think it's, uh, it is Lithuania. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, they have an incredibly high suicide rate and Russia is right, right up there. Um, Lots and lots of suicides. Lots um, of Eastern European and Asian countries yeah, that appear to be yeah. quite high. Yeah, so I think, okay, so that's not unique. In States, the United States isn't more suicidal. Mm. Um, it isn't, uh, doesn't play more video games. Um, not more mental health issues. Right, so, but what is kind of these mass killings is per, seems pretty, pretty unique in the United States. So there, mm. there's something about our culture and uh, the way we the way we are, something about uh, the way young men feel in this country um, that leads them to want to massacre people. And I think um, that's something worth exploring. Like, what is it about our country and what is it about our culture and what is it about us that makes us want to kill us so much? I mean, I guess you could you could sort of think about it, you could kind of think about it as both are kind of mental health issues, right? So like the gun obsession... Is clearly, I think, as well as a mental health issue, right? It's clearly like nor again, and this comes from not being American, right? That the obsession with guns is weird. It's really fucking weird because nobody in England gives a fuck about guns. 
Not really, right? Just don't care. It's like a gun is not a symbol of masculinity. A gun is not a symbol of any of power or anything, right? But in America, it's wrapped up in this kind of hyper masculine nationalistic um, sort of it's an identity thing, right? Where you all guy every man I've met every every man I've met who's obsessed with guns. He's clearly got some fucking issues going on, mm. right? There's some unreserved. Maybe it's to do with their dads, or maybe it's to do with, I don't know, feeling inferior in bed. I don't know what it is, but like, I would, I would venture to say that like a lot of them have underlying issues with their own mental health that makes them obsessed with fire, firearms. Yeah, yeah. That's, does, that, does that sound right? Uh, I, I, it does sound right. And well, let's talk about what guns are. Let's talk about what they do and what they do is they enhance the power of the holder mm. uh, to exert force over other people. Right. So anytime you have power, uh, let's say in any case, and someone wants to restrict your power, you're going to react, you know, negatively. You're going to mm. freak out because you feel that you'll be left powerless. Mm. So when you hear people say, I want guns to protect myself from a tyrannical government, mm. Um, what they're really talking about is I'm afraid of the other yeah. people different from me. Because like tyrannical government, liberals. if that were like a government of people like you, mm. I think you'd be less afraid. But because it's someone that you fear. Because there are blacks. Well, it's someone you Mexicans. fear. Like, like, I think a good, a good you know, for definitely for, for, for the recent shootings, I, I certainly think it's race, racially related, but it could be... The one in El Paso was definitely... Yeah, El Paso yeah. for sure, without a doubt, and, and many others. Um, but at a high level, um, guns are about exerting power yeah. and, and the feeling of powerlessness mm. and feeling, um, you know, that you can't be ignored and because um, you have a gun and you can't be bullied and you can't be... Uh, pressured and you can't be told what to do so the reason uh, you know excluding people who like hunt for food and stuff like that like you know the reason many people purchase guns is because they feel vulnerable yeah they, they're afraid mm. you don't buy a gun when you feel like safe sure. and secure you buy a gun because you're afraid of your neighbors or your neighborhood or your country or people the other and so, and some of that might be justified to a degree T- totally i think What's true from both sides of the gun debate is we both agree on the fundamental premise that the country is dangerous. And but on the not, left, it's... But the thing is, it's not as dangerous as other countries. It's not... Like, the crime rate in the US, right, is not out of the ordinary in any way. In fact, like, the, like I, the, the statistics when it comes to violent crime, right, you can look this up. I don't know whether it's still true, but this is a, from a couple of years ago. Um, but the violent crime rate in the UK is double that of America. No, I'm just saying that the that both people pro and anti gun think that the situation is untenable and too dangerous. The anti gun people say, "Look, we need to reduce the number of guns because the number because it's too dangerous." Yeah. And the people on the other side say, "It's really dangerous. I need to have a gun because it's, there's so many people with guns." Right. And so you, you get to this sort you, of impasse. Right, you yeah. get to this impasse where it's like, if you make it hard for me to get a gun, how will I protect myself? With people with guns mm. because there's like two guns for every American. Right. Um. There's millions and millions and millions of guns in this country. So the people on the right say, like, look, I, I get it. There's too many guns, so I need to have a gun. Don't take it away from me. You're going to leave only the, the bad guys, others with guns. With guns, yeah. And what that really means is they're afraid. 
They feel powerless. So, uh, and I think people on the left are afraid too. They're like, I'm going to get shot. We need to reduce the number of guns on the streets. Um, So it's this weird cultural impasse. And I think what's also really interesting is that we might be, what might be, talking about what's unique about America, what might be unique is our inability to come together and solve a problem that we all agree is a problem. Like well, no, the right doesn't agree that it's a gun problem, though. They they don't agree that it's a gun problem. I guess the people in power, but most of the country wants gun reform. I, th- I think they do. I think they do. It's the politicians that don't. Yeah. Like after, I mean, again, like after like Sandy Hook. That's when I realized like yeah, yeah. nothing. Dead kids, happen. nobody cares. If, if dead, if you can fucking have five year olds getting their heads blown to pieces in yeah. school, yeah, and no one does a damn thing about it. It's a false flag. Yeah, it's a re- yeah false yeah. flag. Fucking Alex Jones. Yeah, I mean they that that was distorted so grotesquely. Oh my god! Yeah, by 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 all these by the what happens if these lunatics like lunatics in America get um, whip up fear. Yeah, um, and those people go out and vote, and those people going you know like the gun lobby and stuff. I mean, have you seen that woman Dana? Was it Dana Perino or something? Loesch or something? Or Dana Loesch or whatever? Yeah. Not Dana Perino. Dana Loesch. Yeah, they got the NRA. I mean, that's straight up Alex Jones kind of craziness. Yeah, but that she's one of the major spokespeople for the NRA. Yeah, and so that's a really unique thing to our country is the way uh, corporations or nonprofits or whatever interest groups can uh, impact uh, distort the dialogue. Yeah, it can impact like like again we're talking about power. Okay, so mm. the way the world is particularly when it comes to like laws is a reflection of power Mm. for good or for bad. Right. If, if slavery was legal because powerful people made it so. Right. And it became illegal after a war. Yeah. Where one, one side exerted its power over the other. Mm. So laws in many ways are a reflection of power. And, you know, when we change laws, it's about like exerting, you know, influence and power over our, our lawmakers. Right. So the reason, that guns are as legal as they are is a reflection of who has the power. Right. So who has the power is the gun lobby. Right. They have the power. And, uh, they do, I mean, I, I read about this, that they, what they do, they're very clever then already and who they target, they target Republicans and they target them in areas where they target them in districts where they particularly vulnerable to like hardcore gun nuts. Mm. And they basically make it like Obama talked about this, right? But after Sandy Hook, that they couldn't, he couldn't pass anything because Congress basically, uh, the NRA bullied Congress, bullied the Republicans into stopping them from doing anything yeah. about, about it whatsoever, right? And and the in the congressmen themselves probably wanted to do something about it, yeah. But they're like, look, I'm going to lose my seat, yeah. If 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 I don't vote, for, if I don't vote the way the NRA wants me to vote, then I lose my seat. Right, so I think that's a unique feature of our democracy. Right. And that's the reason why things haven't changed for for a really long time, since the 90s. There was an assault weapons ban in, the, in 1994 under Clinton. Mm-hmm. But since then, I mean, once, since it expired under Bush, um, yeah, it hasn't changed. And I think even I think though... There's one in Maryland, right? There's an assault rifle ban. There, yeah, state yeah, yeah, per yeah, state. Yeah, this, state per state. Like, but it's only a few states that, ha- that has it. I know I mean, that Maryland... Like California, New yeah. York, Maryland. Um, for a lot safer living in Maryland. Y- yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing is, um, it's like, on the one hand, I do get what people are saying, which, which is to say, like, look, not that many people are dying every year from these shootings. 
um, true. It's quite I, a lot. Twelve thousand people. Well, I mean, no, it's only seven hundred eighty or so from mass shootings. Oh, from mass shootings. I mean, it's still quite it's a lot. Still a lot of people. <laughs> but in a country of three hundred seventy million, it's not that big of a problem. Like on a grand scheme, I get it. Like, and from a if you were if you were living in a spreadsheet and you're counting numbers. Yeah, did, did, wasn't there that whole thing? Didn't like Neil deGrasse Tyson getting shit? Oh yeah, did, yeah, yeah. I I sort of missed what he's he didn't he say something like he's like he, driving is more dangerous you're more likely to get killed on your way to the airport than in an airplane you're more likely to yeah, yeah whatever but probably not the best time to not sort the of best time and stuff, it's yeah. sort of like there's but we're talking about is terrorism so mm. you know yeah uh, i mean a few thousand people died on 9-11 and more people died smoking but we're talking about something that's totally preventable i mean or or at least manageable because it's we're not because we're, we're the only country where this happens, right? I think yeah, Trevor, Trevor No, I I saw the Neil deGrasse Tyson thing from from the Daily Show from Trevor No, and Trevor No, I think he made a really good point where he basically said like, with all these other things, like we tried to stop car deaths, we tried to stop yeah, you, know, have, you wear safety belts or whatever, you try to you yeah. know it's like the, the, the with terrorism in aeroplanes, right? Yeah. You know you got the TSA, then you've got you've got. Yeah. Um, the airlines took massive precautions to make sure that that the nine eleven thing couldn't happen again, mm. right? But no, the difference is with guns is that no one's doing a goddamn thing. No, that's Nothing. right. And um, and as well, like we're talking about a pretty common sense reform, which is, you know, you know, a, a particular waiting period, a background check. I have an idea for, like common sense gun I don't know what you think about this but I think that if you were to buy a, a gun mm. it should be like a community based thing like three people should have to come with you to the gun store mm. and sign their name on a piece of paper saying like I think this person is a safe of and sound, sound of sound mind and they're going to use this properly and they're going to be trained well in England you have to have three psychologists sign oh, off dude. you have to have three if you can get a gun for hunting in yeah. England but you have to have three independent psychologists yeah. I think it's, it's it's minimum two or maybe three, but you have to have three. I, th- I believe it's three psychologists say um, that you you're of sound mind. I think it, even if it was three people willing mm. to vouch for you, you know, it becomes a community based thing. And those people can't have criminal backwards, right? Right, but it's yeah. like it sort of says like, you know, this. I think a lot of this issue is these these isolated lone wolf type people, right, who are just so angry at the world for being lonely. And but I I don't think I don't think it should be I think it needs to be professional mental health people yeah. in the mental health field right because you you know if you're some dude hanging out with other gangsters or whatever and you yeah know, yeah here's my I can pay like three people to come and but if you've got three like licensed psychologists yeah. or just two, let's say two two yeah. licensed like you have to take a test and you have to have a psych two psychologists yeah. say that you're of sound mind that you're able to carry carry a firearm yeah and and you have to have like. You have to have a fucking license to have a gun. I don't, I cannot understand how you cannot have. A, yeah. You can buy, go to Walmart and buy a gun. You need a hunting license to go hunt, right? You, know, you have to take a test and do a safety evaluation. Have a driver's license to drive a car. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you have? What What about a gun? A gun is like incredibly are you, dangerous. You're trying to take away my freedoms right now. But how is that? It's just crazy how it's like. Yeah. How it's the oh, You know, it's a slippery slope. But once you have like licensure like no listen you have a gun you take a test and show that you're not crazy and you're not gonna you're not gonna kill people yeah and so it's like again we're talking about mental health too so it's i do it, feel for these people for psychologists would make a fucking fortune out of it. yeah they would but i feel for these 
you know, these, these young men who are, who are feeling so lost, um, that they think that the only way out is to kill a bunch of people. Um, you know, they, they must be really, really ill. And, and, and it's such a dark place that you can't even comprehend. Yeah. yeah. And you, can't, you can't even fucking comprehend what kind of place they're in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, many of these people, we've been talking about this in the podcast before, many of these young men are on psychiatric meds. Yeah, we talked about that, right? And, you know, when you go off those meds... You, go, you can go nuts. You can go completely nuts. I'd and be interested you, to find out about whether these killers in, in Ohio and, yeah. and in uh, El Paso were on medication. You know, I, I think um, I read a article about one of them, their ex-girlfriend wrote an article. And yeah, he was diagnosed... Um, with bipolar yeah and i'm sure he was on meds and and you know when you go off these meds all kinds of crazy wacky shit can go can happen and you can easily go nuts um Mm. and we just don't have a system to catch these people while they're falling right you know because our general practitioners subscribe medication you go to your 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 doctor and you say hey i'm feeling depressed anxious whatever they say oh here take these meds and that's it that's it. Yeah, you're on yeah. these meds and they don't explain to you what can happen if you go off of them. Mm. They don't explain to you how these drugs interact with other drugs. Mm. You know, um, you might be trying to medicate yourself with other things. That What's her name? Um, Marianne Wil- um, Wilson, the, the wellness uh, guru woman in the democratic debates. I mean, she's talked about this a lot with, um, she got a lot of shit in the press about, I, listen, I just to be clear, I don't think Marianne Williamson should be running for president. I think that she is probably a nice lady and uh, she does a lot of good in the world, but I don't think that she's qualified to run for president. That being said, some of the points she makes are great. I think she makes very interesting points and that some of the stuff she says, I think maybe some of the stuff is not so not so good, but it's not about antidepressants. I mean, hey, look, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I think that from... They don't work. I mean, it's pretty clear that mm. antidepressants really don't work in the long term. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these people... That's what the evidence shows. Yeah. I mean, you, you'd know, you know, I think you, you've obviously studied this a lot more than I have, but I mean, we were talking about it last time in the, in, in the podcast, right? That the, the scientific evidence-based research shows that antidepressants basically don't work in the long term. That, that's right. And, and they can have pretty serious side effects. I just... You know, looking at the profile of these people, too, they're all sort of young men. Um, usually white. Usually white. Um, 80, 83% of them buy guns legally, so they're just going to their Walmart. Buying a buying fucking AK-47. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It is nuts. Yeah. What? And, and you know, it's like a lot of these people also don't get formal diagnoses, right? So, mm. you know, they might, they might be experiencing something that's just not getting detected or caught. Mm. You know, there was a the case, I don't know if you heard about this, this young man uh, basically told his grandmother he wanted to go shoot up a school or something. Mm. And his grandmother took him to the hospital. Mm. And he got arrested uh, at the hospital. But she probably saved a lot of lives because there was someone in, her, in his life that could see, like, oh, this is a red flag here. Like, you're, you know, problem, this is yeah. a big problem. And, um, and, you know, a lot of these things, these people are really isolated. And, mm. they, and no one's picking up on what they're talking about, what they're saying, and they go on these forums and they just like, you know, egg each other on uh, and, and just dig themselves into was deeper and H, deeper holes. Was it now? 8chan. Eight eight yeah. Because it used to be 4chan, 4chan, right? But then 
one to four chan. I have no idea. So eight, now it's eight chan. But they, I think that got closed down, didn't it? I think it did, yeah. I mean, people say, oh, it's censoring the internet. But hey, look, we censor a lot of things. I'm, I'm, I don't think... I think, you know, this is where I like... I diverge from a lot of the libertarian kind of... Uh, the, the anarchist libertarians about complete freedom of, you know, expression. Like, if you're talking about shooting people up in school... If you've got a web, if you've got a website that that conduct that where that's sort of fairly run of the mill conversation, I think that you need to be, yeah. I I don't see why the police can't get involved and shut these people down. Yeah, I mean, if you look at kind of what what they all have in common, um, mm. is that one they had a some issue uh, growing up as kids, either like physical, sexual abuse, suicide, mm. neglect, bullying some trauma that happened earlier, then the next thing they, they tend to have some kind of crisis happen to them. Mm. So something that kind of triggers, um, you know, the trauma that happened, you know, mm. sometimes, you know, you think about people in workplaces or something, maybe get in an argument with somebody and that triggers, something like, triggers right. a psychotic breakdown or something. Yeah. Um, and then the third is they, they want to get some kind of validation, right? So they go to these online forums like HM and they basically mm. like kind of f- fester these ideas among other sort of disaffected people. Um, and then try to get, you know, some kind of, you know, affirmation that this is a good idea. And then the last is they, they basically figure it out and have the means to like, you know, buy a gun. It's not cheap. You know, it's like a thousand bucks to buy a, or 1500 bucks to buy like AK-47 or something. So they're, they're spending money. Like the, the Vegas shooter had like thousands of dollars worth of guns. Mm. You know, on him. Arsenal, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, these, but it's, it's uh, what I found so crazy about mm-hmm. Vegas was that it was like after a month, it was just business as usual. Totally. Everyone just forgets about it. It's like 58 yeah. people got blown up, got, yeah. got, got shot to pieces. And more than that, hundreds, was it 500 people were injured or something? Yeah. I mean, he was just spraying people up. Yeah. And, and I think it's just like, okay, we've, like we've said before, mental health is not unique to the United States. Right. And, and, and this is the thing. I, what I, one of the problems I have with, with, with a lot of the kind of the woo-woo, new agey, spiritual, this is a collective consciousness thing. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right, but it's also a political problem that you can solve pretty fucking easily. Well, I think again we're talking about uniqueness, right? So what might be unique is our ability to just forget about people getting killed. Like we, it's just move on. We just move on. Yeah, we're so used to it. I'm used to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I to be honest with you, like when I heard about the mass killings, I just put it to the back of my mind. I'm like, okay, there's only so much, and I think that there's there's nothing wrong with that either, right? There is nothing yeah. wrong with with um. Because there's, you know, there's so much bad news coming. If you choose to listen to it, right, there's like crazy shit happening all the time. You could drive yourself crazy, right, by reading the news every day. And every, you know, there's like massacres in Burma and there's what's yeah. going on in Syria. And then, you know, gun massacres and murders and blah, blah, blah. Um, if that's all you feed yourself every day, like a steady diet of that stuff, I think it can really, it's not good for you personally, like, from your mental health it's not a great place to be in so like feed you a steady diet of, of bad news um, so like when I read when I heard about it I just put it to the back of my mind I'm like this is horrible I don't want to know I don't know what the names of the mass shooters are I don't want to know too much about I read an article about the victims it just made me upset mm. you know um, so, but then I was like, okay, I'm going to have to sort of suppress this because I don't want to deal with it. I don't need, I don't want to have to deal with it. And yeah. that's what everyone does. And that's what, what happens in America. They just, 
how what what will it take? What do you think it will take? What is it going to take for for, for people to, to to end this insanity? I think the reason we get used to these killings is because we have no other option. Because mm. you just accept it. It's just well, normal. you have two options: mm. uh, get used to it or not get used to it. Mm. Right? If you don't get used to it, it's they're they're happening like every week. So mm. good luck. Good, good luck with that. And the reason you can't, mm. the reason the reason that doesn't work is that for you know over a decade we've tried to you know vote the right way and say the right things and and the know, Republicans and, always win. Yeah, the Republicans win. So it's like if you if if you feel powerless. Mm. The best thing to do for your own mental health mm. is to get used to something. That's what getting used to something is. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you just, you just sort of accept it as so, part of life. Yeah. So the only way it's going to change is if you know people believe like that that the situation could be different. And I don't think we believe that anymore. I think that's, we believe yeah, that it's, it's inevitable. Place to be. It's a dangerous place to be in. It's a very dangerous place to be, and. All social change in this country has come from the outside. Yeah. And I thought after this Parkland shooting with these young kids who all, you know, have watched their friends get killed mm. and these young people getting up on stage and thousands of people rallying that there'd be some change. But it just shows that, man, this is a deeply rooted power structure. It's crazy how that Parkland shooting thing and the aftermath, what happened in the aftermath, how that got filtered in. It got chewed up by the right-wing hate machine, propaganda yeah. machine. False flag. False flag. It got, like, they got abused on Twitter. Like, yeah. what was her name? Laura Ingram. Yeah. Ingram, that white supremacist yeah. fucking yeah. C-word. Yeah. And I say that word, like, and I'm not using that word. Yeah. Uh, but she is. Yeah. Um, coconut. Coconut, yeah. yeah. She, um, she started, like, bullying. She started, like, mm. insulting the guy online. Yeah. Right on Twitter, like attacking. It. So I'm like, yo, this guy's just seen his friends being blown to pieces yeah. on on uh, in the classroom. Right. And uh, she's accusing him of whining about something. Right. But it's it's crazy what happens how the right wing like propaganda machine. And I see this is like, you know, it's like Tucker Carlson, right? Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson is a guy who his sole reason to be his sole reason d'être, right, is to um, intellectualize national white nationalism and white supremacy, right, and make it sort of um, acceptable to mainstream Americans, right? That this ultra nationalistic fervor that anybody trying to to control guns is a communist. Everybody, anybody, any Democrat trying, to, anyone who's concerned about racism or police violence is is a you know, is a Muslim or is a kind of a ISIS, you know, wannabe mm-hmm. or like nation of Islam. Who did he, he, he accused Cory Booker of being like, no trying idea. to be like nation of Islam or something. Right. But they, the right wing hate machine has got way more sophisticated. Now yeah. Tucker Carlson to me is like the, he's like the sort of, he's like an evil sort of, um, uh, filter system, right. By which, Genuine, genuine grievances, genuine, real problems, right? Tucker Carlson figures out how to flip the script, how to turn that mm. into a way of dividing America, right? And right. turning liberals into extremists. Um, you know, that's how they've justified Donald That's how Tr- Tucker Carlson justifies Donald Trump, right? By making it out that liberals are now so extreme that the only rational thing to do is to vote for Donald Trump or to support right. Donald Trump, 
right? Yeah. And their gun control. The liberals are now so out of control they want to take all your guns away, so therefore we can't have any debate about gun control anymore. Yeah, I, I think it's down to power, right? It's a fear it's crazy, of losing yeah. power. And the guns are seen as, like, we, we've known for a long time that, you know, people were arguing, oh, the alt-right, it's really about economic issues. But anyone who studied the alt-right said, no, it's actually down to demographic race. issues. And it's right, you say it's about It's race. down to the f- fear of losing uh, a, a particular culture and, mm. and political power. Right. Um, and that's what this recent shooting was about. It was about, you know, trying to kill an invading force of invading hordes of mexicans right right funny enough texas was part of mexico but whatever um um, so yeah i I think that's that's definitely very true and what is it going to take i think it's going to take a demographic shift you know i think um while while the the system is laid out so that you know mitch mcconnell can block every piece of bipartisan legislation that comes down the pipeline you know, you're not going to get anywhere. But, mm. um, and he's pretty bulletproof. I mean, he's just not going to lose his seat. It's pretty well gerrymandered and, um, and he's pretty popular in his home state. And he's very popular among Re- Republicans, surprisingly yeah. so, even though he's uh, got no charisma. A truly, um, he's a truly evil piece of shit. Yeah. 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 So, I think there's, n- there's the only thing that's going to happen. I, I think what would have to happen is like, someone from the left would have to just say like, Yep, I'm taking away your guns. I'm taking them away. Yeah. And you're going to have to hate me, and we're going to do it kicking and screaming. And that's just the way it's going to have to be. And, you know, because I think there's been a lot of sort of pussyfooting around. Yeah, yeah. Which is to say, like, look, if you're a mentally ill person who wants to kill yeah. people, who is, like, is avowing online that they want to go and right. kill people, yeah, we're taking away your guns. Yeah. Like, just we're what you're saying, away. just deal with the, deal with the outburst, deal, yeah, with, deal the, with it. Yeah, yeah, and and to say like, yeah, there's people who are gonna take their guns away. You, you bet your ass. Um, yeah, and um, you know, or, or or you implement extremely strict gun, like having the background test. Like I, that's what I I think should be. Maybe they can do it on a state by state basis, right? Where like yeah. some state rolls out a program. It's like right, you want a gun, any gun, you have to take. You have to get three psychologists to say you're of sound mind, yeah. and you have to take a test, and you have to come back and renew your license every yeah. two years or every let's say every two or three years. You have to come renew, and if you don't, if you don't, you get caught with a firearm, you go to jail. Yeah, I, I think know, it has to be something like that. Severe punishment for those for those for those caught. Yeah. Uh, you know, like having a gun without a license, right? That that should that should be an extremely severe crime, yeah. or at least you know maybe there's a financial penalty, maybe there's a serious financial penalty, it's a ten thousand dollar financial penalty, mm. something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Um, it's got to be like very very strict and and see if it can work on a, on a on a state by state basis. The, the issue is who has ever given up power willingly? I mean, yeah, no, right, no, it, we're right. talking about we're talking about disempowering the most historically powerful segment of people in the history of the United States. Yeah. You know, white conservative men. Yeah. Uh, and we're taking away their balls, basically. Right. The, the, the ability to exert violence is the fundamental source of, of their, all power. Right, right, right. And you start taking that away from them. Yeah, what are they going to do? Yeah, they're, they're not they gonna are going to freak that. out. But yeah, I mean, that, that's why I think... Um, Again, this was reflected in my piece that I wrote recently about how um, it's going to have to be a long war of attrition against the Republican Party. Like, they just have to get voted out 
yeah. of government in every at every level, yeah. every level before this can change. Yeah. Right. And and and. But the thing is, you can't because it's set up so that they can't be. You know, these districts are built. Yeah. Yeah. So that a, they cannot lose power. The, I mean, uh, we're talking about in, yeah. uh, the most deeply entrenched, mm. most powerful people mm. in the country. Mm. Mm. Um. And and there's a reason that they're they haven't been voted out. Right. And that's because the districts are built. I mean, this is true for both parties, but yeah. you yeah. know. Whereas I think the left is pretty is pretty dynamic in terms of like getting rid of people, rid of people it doesn't think reflect the values of the yeah, left yeah. for good or for bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really see that the kind of cancel culture on the right. It's kind no, of the opposite. No, not at all. The more outrage, the more they get entrenched. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Right? The the more despicable the person is, yeah. the more yeah the the more power they seem to accumulate yeah. within the Republican I mean, base. A fucking pedophile almost won. You know, I mean, that, he's like a one point away from winning. That's bonkers. Yeah. But this is what when it comes down to the sort of the the, the, the presidential debate, right? When all, all this um, the the battle on the left, right? Is it, I is why I worry about the Democrats. About I, I worry about where they're going sometimes, right? Yeah. Like they're trying to win a kind of. Uh, I think Matt Taibbi put it best. He he said like it's like a woke Twitter competition. Like, yeah. Who can appeal to woke Twitter the most? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then people say, oh, you know, Bernie Sanders, you know, he's the, he's the guy or like, I want, you know, Kamala Harris. or look, these. Are, I think they're all pretty good. I don't, personally, I like Elizabeth Warren, right? Yeah. But I couldn't care less whether she wins or not. I want the person who wins in the States. Yeah. That Donald Trump, Donald Trump needs to, there's like three States, right? Where that he needs to take that, 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 that determine this election in the Midwest, right? Ohio, um, is it Wisconsin, Michigan. Michigan, and I think it might be Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Well, there's there's there were there's a number I can't remember which states were in, in particular, right? But these three states are the ones that need to get flipped, right? Yeah. I want a candidate who can win there. Yeah. Right. I don't want a candidate. I don't care whether the candidate is sufficiently are they sufficiently woke enough. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like a tactical. This is a tactical thing. It's a tactical issue. Yeah, but if uh, you frame it in terms of like you know, in terms of wokeness becomes really difficult because no one's ever woke enough for woke Twitter. You know, it's, there's always some, you've always heard some group somehow inadvertently or, or whatever. Right. And, right, know, right. There's no, you know, but it's what I'm saying. I just think the Democrats need to stop pandering to like activists on Twitter. I just wish they would just come out and be really direct. You know, I just feel like it's always pussy footing around the fucking around, which is you around, uh, around like, like guns, for example. Yeah. What are the candidates saying? I don't really know what the candidates... Well, they're saying like, oh, we need common sense gun reform. It's like, yeah. Yeah, but fucking tell... Why don't you just say, if you want... If you are planning with your yeah. friends online to kill a bunch of people, you're mm. fucking goddamn right I'm coming to take your Send guns. Take your guns away. You're goddamn right. But I right. think they say this after they've won the election. But it's like... They don't say it before the election. They should say it before... Like, you know how, how what rallying that would be for most people? Right, but I'm talking about the Midwest... The Midwest, if, if I if you went to the Midwest, you're like you're we're taking guns away from these crazy people. You're goddamn right. I think people would be like, okay, like maybe finally maybe, instead of just maybe. being like, oh, common sense gun reform, we can't let this happen again. Thoughts and prayers, like all this sort of like boilerplate response. Come out, Pe- people respect when you say what you want to do mm. directly. Thoughts and prayers are great, but not in response to a gun tragedy. Yeah. Because that's yeah. just not going to work. You know what works? Taking guns away from people who want to murder people. Who want to fucking murder people. That works. You know what I mean? Like, And I think that uh, 
people so, don't like I just think people aren't as aligned like party wise as people would think. I think if you come out and are blunt and, and ballsy, and, yeah, people will kind of rally. People, they want people that. Might. Yeah, okay. I know I take your point. Well I I well look something has to happen. I mean I mean it's interesting how we've how this the narrative in our pod or the discussion in our podcast has kind of gone. We've I think we both agree that it's a political <laughs> Yeah. This specific problem is is a political solution. It's not a mental health problem. If it were, then yeah. we would. I mean, then countries with higher, like, with more mental health issues, mm. would have more massacres. But I mean, there is, there's definitely a mental health component to it, though. Sure, sure. I mean, like in the sense that the people who, I mean, you have to be mentally ill to be killing people. You, you just have to be. Well, there's you know? some. There, there a lot of people are arguing saying that that's not the case. You don't think so? Anyone to me well, is like murdering a lot of people has to be nuts. A lot of it's about, okay, this guy, Michael Shermer, who's this like arch skeptic atheist guy. He's actually a smart guy, very sort of um, sensible. And, but he, he, he made an interesting point about it being about beliefs, right? In that a lot of, you know, Muslim extremists, for example, right, are not necessarily mentally ill, but they believe so strongly that in what they're saying that they can justify killing lots of people. You know, Hitler... Um, was Hitler mentally ill? Yes, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a fucking but, but sociopath. But was it the, was it the belief of was it Nazism? Was it was it the kind of ideology that he bought into that he believed he was doing the right thing? You know, by ridding the motherland of kind of Jewish rodents. Yeah, and but that's stuff. crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, clearly it comes from a sort of very disturbed childhood. Yeah, yeah. Well, it could. It, what's kind of more interesting is like the the guards at like you know Auschwitz. You know, were they crazy or were they, you know, just, you know, normal people who were just put into a situation where they just felt they everything was so normalized that yeah. that they didn't mind like putting people in ovens and burning them to death. There was some some guy wrote a book about that. I can't remember who it was. This um, Jewish American guy wrote a book about it and basically found out that like, yeah, it was just regular Germans yeah. were doing appalling things. Yeah, they weren't these weren't like criminals or these weren't mentally ill people. These were kind of just regular people who were doing appalling things. So it's like a culture, you think? Like, I mean, there's something, there's a reason that it's happening, it's popping up as a, like, not, it doesn't happen just like one year, there's a there's a couple of killings. It's year after year after year, we've had these massacres. These massacres, yeah. So there's something systemic. This is a systemic problem, but yeah. like, I mean, maybe you, you could make the argument, though, that these hateful ideologies are born out of sphere mental disorder like psychic disorders almost right mm. that the people who come up with these 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 disgusting ideologies like white supremacy um are, are if you boil it if you if you really drill down into the tenets of kind of white nationalism and um and white supremacy these kind of things uh what you do start to get to i think the deeper you go the more you find a form of of um kind of mental like a, almost like a mental disorder or, or mental illness right it's like Ronald Reagan was a um, do you hear that the tapes the, oh, yeah. the Reagan oh, tapes yeah. calling black people monkeys, monkeys yeah. he didn't know with, how to wear shoes with, with Nixon, Nixon. Yeah, with Nixon that was just totally normal oh yeah this is like the fucking governor of California at oh, the yeah. time and then yeah. he became the president of the United States oh yeah this is a guy who believes Africans were monkeys yeah yeah right how did that affect his policy making, I wonder? Right, and also, but then you look at kind of like, what is the mental makeup of somebody like Ronald Reagan? Not crazy. Not crazy, right? But but dig deeper. If you dig deeper and you look yeah. into his childhood, and, you know, he's clearly the product of kind of like wasp breeding. Yeah. 
Um, and what is wasp breeding? All this kind of that that itself is based on kind of this like white supremacy mm. and and uh, these like paternalistic um, attitudes towards um, uh, other cult. You know, the the lesser cultures, right, the right. kind of you know like right. the inferior right. cultures. But what's that born out? Of? What's that? What does that come from? That to me, that that comes from a culture of for lack of a better word, it's like a toxic, it is a toxic masculine, toxic yeah, masculinity. A dehumanizing toxic culture. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's toxic masculinity and it's dehumanizing yeah. of other people. And yeah. that is, a, to me, that is a sign of a kind of a mental disorder. Mm. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're just ill. We're ill in kind of two ways. One is that we constantly forget that we have this problem. Right. That it's built on race, mm. uh, fear and, like this sort of disaffected group of young men we mm. ha- we we and we we always forget like oh yeah we have this problem we kind of forget about it like it happens mm. we 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 think oh it's not race it's mm. mental health or it's video games or it's or it's not mental uh, or it's uh, or it's not our culture or we're not creating this and then you know generation after generation we've had you know it, you know events like this and it seems to be accelerating more and more it 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 really does i mean I mean, I guess I'm I'm kind of advocating the like the Jordan like the Jordan Peterson style analysis of this about white supremacy because his his whole view of all these of all this stuff is that this is this comes down to individuals buying into these toxic ideologies, and like what why these individuals are buying into these toxic ideologies is because they have themselves psychological issues mm. that makes them because no normal balanced person right is or what we what me and you would would regard as a kind of emotionally balanced person would buy into this kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think about all the like extremely right-wing people you know. Yeah. Right? If you think about them, like dig, dig deep. Oh, they're, yeah, totally unbalanced. Yeah. Yeah, kind of fucked up yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, I know some conservative, the people who, like, I know some sort of mildly conservative mm-hmm. people who are actually pretty normal, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, me too. But, but they just want to not pay taxes. Yeah, it's, it's not, yeah, it's just about not paying taxes, right? Yeah. But I feel, I feel like the further right would you go, yeah, and it's the same with the left, right? The same with yeah, the left. Yeah. Once you get to the fringes, you get some really dis- dis- disturbed, disturbed people. people. Yeah, people who buy into these kind well, of this other guy, the, the not the one in El Paso, um, the, 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 the Ohio guy. Ohio was it was a left wing guy. Was he was he, was he left wing? That's what I hear. I hear he was like an Antifa. Guy. Oh, he was Antifa. Yeah, interesting. That's what I was reading. Yeah, but I yeah, it's true. But that's what that's what I read. And I think that these these buying into these ideolo- these kind of militant ideologies is to, is to me a sign of yeah of mental of, of of a mental health issue. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think anyone who does it is cutting mentally ill. You can't be a balanced person and go buy a gun, buy yeah. ammunition, figure out where you're going to go, go do it, and like it's mm. just. I mean, how could you? So, so in that way, I guess I guess that is the belief system. These these militant belief systems are probably born out of yeah. mental illness. I mean, there's a there's a reason that like it's cultural too. I mean, there's a reason that you know Saudi Arabia, you know, and Wahhabism has fostered you know Al Qaeda and ISIS. Yeah, yeah, there's a reason yeah. for that. Yeah, it's a suppressed, fucked up place. Fucked up country. And yeah. there's a reason it's there and not uh, you know Turkey. Right. Also, well, it's kind of in Turkey. There's there's some of it in Turkey. Well, I mean. ISIS didn't come out of Turkey, and neither did right. Al Qaeda, and there's a reason for that. Mm. Um, right, because of, because of the, the these like highly toxic ideologies that are usually born out of a yeah. very suppressed. But that's I mean, you look at Germany, right? Like, uh, have you have you ever kind of 
I've seen like I went to a Wagner um, opera once. Yeah. Right. You better say something really posh. Does that sound really? Yeah. Does that sound? Really you're making posh? an analogy based on Wagner. You're obviously you're officially posh. Yeah, Jesus. Go on that, then. That's, but I I went to Wagner um, opera. Yeah. Uh, in Los Angeles actually a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of see where like I was watching it. A little bit Nazi. Little fascist. Uh, you can sort of see where all this stuff comes from. Yeah. The kind of the the myth, the Aryan mythology, like where yeah. this stuff comes from about the kind of noble white, the noble Aryan. Right. And um, the pet, you know, the kind of the um, what would, what's the best way of describing it? It was like the kind of nobility of kind of ordinary peasants and right and uh, how wonderful kind of this. Um, and you can see where Nazi ideology comes from, Aryan ideology comes from, you know, with like Hitler and, you know, Hitler, it was all about the kind of, the German, the traditional German village life and how the, the archetypes of kind of the working mother and, and mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the housewife and the man who works the fields and this yeah. kind of stuff, right? Um, and you can kind of see where it comes from. Well, it puts, it puts the male, the male at the center of it, right? It, it right, very much and women are these submissive right, kind of... Right, um, right. Uh, baby making yeah. um, factories, yeah. who are there to kind of um, further right. the right. further the race, further further yeah. the Aryan race. Um, but it was it was it was really interesting seeing where that comes from. What kind of culture that? What would you what would you expect that type of culture to produce? Right, right. You would expect them to produce some fucking weird dudes. Inevitably, some weird dudes. Some weird people, especially the ones who can't get laid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like that Joseph Schnitzel guy. What's his name? Sure, his name is Joseph Schnitzel. Are you just Schnitzel. trying to give a German name? No, no, no. What was the guy who locked his daughter up in a basement for like 25 oh, years? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it was Schnitzel, though. No, but it was, it was something that rhymed with Schnitzel. I know, I know it rhymed with Schnitzel because some unbelievable arsehole cashed in on the whole thing by creating the, the, Schnit, the something Schnitzel. What is that? So he made a hot dog out of the... Or like a... No, you know, like a schnitzel out of it. What's his Fritzel. name? Fritzel. Fritzel, the, sh- the Fritzel schnitzel. Someone started selling no Fritzel way. schnitzels. What is that? In the hometown where this guy was found. No, they didn't do that. Yeah, they did. Type in the Fritzel schnitzel. <laughs> Type that in right now. Sorry, there's no Fritzel schnitzel on the menu. It's a myth. Oh, it's a myth. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I messed that up. Well, anyway. No, right. it, it may not be a myth. Look, it's the Guardian's reporting that there was a Fritzel schnitzel. So yeah, some knows? guy tried to cash in on it, right? Yeah. Off. People are so fucked up. Yeah, it's just really fucked up. But this guy was his name Joseph Fritzel. Joseph Fritzel. 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 Yeah. So he locked it. But that <laughs> this, this is a guy clearly who sort of like yeah was up. born into this fucked up culture. Yeah. You look at his photo. You're like Jesus. This guy's mental. This is this is a Nazi. But the thing is, so our 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 unique cocktail of crazy is is definitely like that sort of uh, Ku Klux Klan sort of preserve the white race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of thing, and that's still there. It's, still... it's so tied into gun culture. Mm. Uh, it's such a part of gun culture. Um, you know the the Fugitive Slave Act and all that stuff mm. that happened in this country, and and you know a lot of a lot of the sort of paramilitary nature of the South arose from these slave patrols that mm. they used to run to capture capture yeah, slaves, yeah capture slaves and bring them back, and um, and the fear of slave. Revolts, rebellions, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, the, who are you trying to protect your home from? Uh, the slaves rebelling and killing mm. everybody because they're upset that they've been enslaved. I mean, that is the reason people felt so unsafe in their homes, right? Right. Um, and you, there's tons of like, you know, 
literature that, that documents this, like cartoons, all the stuff that people were really worried about. Mm. You know, these these strong black dudes are going to come and rape your wife yeah, and kill you. Want. You yeah, need yeah. a gun, keep you safe on your on your like you know, or like you know, from the Indians coming and you know, raping yeah. your women, all this stuff. So, it's very much been a you know protecting your property, women right. included, in your property from brown and black people. It's crazy how that imagery is so embedded within the culture. It's so it, it kind of pervades the culture in a, in a kind of and it's all very subconscious right yeah you know you look at the cowboys and indians films you look at all the kind of the imagery when it comes to african-americans yeah um the image you have of like an african-american is kind of like you know they're, they're either athletes or they they're rappers athletes yeah. rappers yeah. or athletes yeah um, or doing crime or drug dealers yeah. or drug dealers right yeah. committing crime violent yeah. criminals right yeah. that's the sort of the general perception of like yeah. black people in America mm-hmm. you know um, yeah. I feel like the native probably the native Americans they were wiped out to the point where <laughs> it, it, yeah. it barely still it barely still kind of well they're these savage wise savages that like teach you how to like love you know by you know whatever love the trees or something yeah like you know dances with wolves type thing they're not real heel they're just there to but it's it it's still like I th- I feel we're making a comeback though I feel like the whole Native American um, indigenous wisdom thing yeah. is making a comeback in American culture in a very very significant way yeah where they're being depicted in the media not as these kind of like heathens or or, or savages yeah. I actually saw a really interesting um, uh, show on Netflix um, I wrote about this in. Uh, the banter newsletter. Oh. Subscribe. Subscribe. Thebanter.substack.com. Subscribe today. Um, but I wrote about this. There's a series called Awake or something. I can't remember what it's called. Maybe it's called Awake. Uh, but it's on Netflix. And it's the whole thing is written. It's about it's set in Arizona and it's about this woman, this girl who gets a heart transplant, right? Mm. She's a Native American girl and she has a heart attack and then she takes the heart of this other white teenage chick mm-hmm. who goes to a private school near her. Yeah. And then she get then she kind of like begins to have feelings and sensations of this girl that she's got her heart. So she starts like watching many, friends. Yeah, watching friends. No, 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 but she's like this the white girl was this like went to this private school yeah. where where they're all taking drugs and they're all doing ayahuasca and DMT. And it was, it, the whole thing is crazy. But it, what was interesting was that it was written from the perspective that the Native American perspective on the on spirit on the spirit world and mm. was was just a given. It was true. Mm. It wasn't. You know, they weren't they weren't the object, yeah. right? They were the subject of, mm. of, of, of of. So you're seeing it from from their point of view, as opposed to seeing it from the kind of Western point of view. Yeah, I, I think like. Again, though, is we I, I worry about us getting like we're not seeing people as complex like individuals like wanting everyone to like wanting them to fit in these tropes to mm. like teach us about some truth you know like there's always that that trope of like the what is it like the it's like the the black genie or something like that in a movie where like there's like the the magical black man that comes in and like teaches the white man what he needs to learn like oh the magical negro magical negro trope yeah. kind of thing and there's the same thing for like the magical Native American. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the dances with wolves type thing, or the magical Asian who comes in, teaches the white man, you know, like the true the true nature of the universe through like martial arts, or like yeah. teaches him to become a samurai, and he like learns how to love. Yeah. Like that. And this is how a lot of white Americans perceive these other cultures. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, that's the way a lot of cultures perceive a lot of other cultures too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that anyone's immune to that. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, look at the way that black people were portrayed in like Russia. Oh yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Or in China. Yeah. Or China. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, China I mean, is horrific in China from yeah. what I understand. Yeah. So I mean, I've, I wouldn't, I don't know. So again, it's like, it's like, what's unique about America? Are we more racist? No, I don't think we're more racist. We might have more systematic racism. Yeah. Are we, we more prejudiced? We're not more prejudiced, but we might have more systematic, I, you know, after decades and decades of slavery and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like Jim Crow and all that stuff, we might have like unique, you know, structures in our society. Yeah. And, and I also feel like America is a confounding place because I feel it's like the least racist and most racist place. I've yeah. ever been to. Yeah. Where like you can just have on a normal day to day interactions with people in America, it's remarkably not racist. You know, like people just get get on fine. It's quite normal to have like black CEOs or like black women CEOs or, you know, um very diverse groups of friends, like multicultural friendship groups who are all perceive themselves as being American. Right, whereas you don't find that so much in other cultures. Right, right. There's there's more separation. Mm-hmm. You also like in England. You it's very rare that you find black business leaders. Mm. It's very rare that you find black women business leaders. You wouldn't have a black prime minister in the UK. That's weird. I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Mm. Right in America, yeah. though. I mean, Barack Obama. Barrio, but like it's like we, it's. We're the because we're a country of immigrants. We're always renewing, but we mm. have some like legacy software yeah. in this country that's still operating. Yeah, and, and it's and it's like a me- but that's why I, th- I think that the kind of Western culture, getting back to our mental health thesis, right? That that like there's a great deal of like Western culture is in many ways is very immature and it's it's, it's almost like a sick culture mm. in in a lot of different ways. Yeah. You know who knows what, what why why that is, but it's like yeah we can we can you can go down the rabbit hole with that one, but like yeah you know what wh- one of the one of the things I think is like this whole like this whole is the materialism mm-hmm. right it's 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 the materialism of the West um which has kind of created this culture that's obsessed with wealth obsessed with work obsessed mm-hmm. with material gain with property with ownership that with kind sex of stuff. with drugs with violence. Yeah, right, and 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 I think this culture is producing the byproduct of that are lots of mentally ill people who don't really resonate with that. Right, you know, there's not really there's no mass shootings in in um in like Mexico. I mean, they're mass shooting for other reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, that, there's a drugs war going on. Yeah, but Mexicans aren't going crazy yeah. and shooting up schools. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I think they have a culture that perhaps yeah. fulfills some of the void. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, there's a void in like Western culture. Oh, if you were individually disaffected youths there, yeah, you, they have more of a family system, family structure. Yeah. There's a spiritual life. Yeah. There's a kind of cultural life. Yeah. Whereas in, I feel like in America, there's this sort of black hole of like you're on your the, own. Yeah, what's the culture for white American kids? Yeah, what, what is there? Yeah, I don't know. Video games. Yeah. Fucking basketball. Um, yeah. what, what food is there that they have to... Hot dog? It's garbage, yeah. Yeah, it's shit food. It's yeah. like microwave popcorn and hot dogs. Yeah. And Pizza Hut. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and what's like the... 
What are the books? What are the films? What are the what's the music like? Yeah, it's all junk food. Right. This is this is and this is what I've come to see about white culture in America. White culture in America is like it's very strange. Very strange. It's very strange. It's very awkward. Yeah. And yeah. like you hang around with like, you know, my wife's Latina, so yeah. like they just talk they just when they grow up in America, they just talk like, yeah, the white people are weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's true for a lot of cultures. They seem like, like the Asian people would say the same. Yeah, how were you? How was it interesting? How did you? Um, like there's a kind of coldness and abruptness and awkwardness with white with white people. Yeah, it yeah. sounds horrible to say, but there's just sort of a also. I just feel like they don't rely on each other the same way. Mm. They don't help each other out. Also, they don't get helped out the same way. Mm. Like we always had people helping us with something or yeah, yeah, us yeah. helping somebody with somebody or like, you know, like helping people move or helping yeah, yeah. people paint their house or helping people with their restaurant or, or getting help with something else. Like, you know, like yeah. we always had some extended like uncle, but not by blood or aunt, yeah, yeah, not by yeah. blood. Like we were helping them, but they were staying with us. We would stay with them or, you know, some kind of connection. It's a network. Yeah. Whereas like, and I forget, like I was at, uh, coming back from Burning Man, or a car broke down. That is one of the whitest things I've ever heard you say. Yes. I was coming back from Burning so, Man. So coming back from Burning Man. It's almost like saying I went to a Wagner opera. <laughs> Not as posh. Um, <laughs> but I was, in this, I was in this van with some people I didn't really know. They're uh, yeah. my, a buddy of mine who's a Greek guy. Yeah. And then a bunch of these like very waspy like lawyers who live in Los Angeles. Yeah. And our car broke down like six hours from LA. Yeah. And I was like, oh, can you guys call your friends how and pick us up? Yeah. And none of them could do it. And I was like, gotta be kidding me. Like, don't you have any friends who can come pick us up? Like, oh, we don't do that. I was like, I was like, whoa. So I like called a friend and they picked us up. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Someone, you know, and it's like, that's, they just are very isolated. Yeah. They don't have the type of close bonds. Kin, kinship, yeah. Where you can call somebody at, yeah, needs, at yeah. like 10 at night to drive six hours mm. to come pick you up. Mm. They don't. They don't have that. But like, I think minority communities definitely have that, for sure. Um, you know, Latinos, Asians, Blacks. They have. Mm. They're tightly bonded with their people, uh, and like, yeah, they have someone they can call, mm. uh, day or night, like friends or family. Mm. And I felt like I felt sad actually for them. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's what that's what I've sort of come to to, to how how I've come to see it as well. These it's people like, were from Los Angeles, but they're they're almost like lo- they're almost lost. Um, did you ever see that thing? The what like was it called Wild Country or something about mm. the Ragnishi cult in Oregon? No, right about this. this it's very partial. Sounds very partial. <laughs> well, it, it basically what happened was they took in a lot of like doughy-eyed white people. Yeah, who wanted a family. Yeah, but right. Yeah, yeah, privileged white, a lot of privileged white people and lost white people who have no sense of who they are. Yeah, found this. They were the true believers, right? But it right. was quite interesting, like how they recruited people, right, and where they who they targeted. They didn't even bother with minorities. No, no way, it would never work. They're not stupid enough. <laughs> no, they're not dumb enough to join a cult. Well, you know, maybe that's why white people invented Burning Man. Probably a tribe. A tribe. Yeah. You see that a lot with like a lot of the sort of hipster, um, hipster white people on Instagram. Yeah. Right. It, it it's sort of this like, hey, this is my tribe. These people are my tribe. It's like, really? Yeah. They all have man buns. So yes. Yeah. Right. Right. It's the man bun tribe. Right. Yeah. So so like, w- what is that? What is that a product of? 
that's a product of feeling lost. Feeling lost. It's the same reason people join gangs. Right. You know, when you're lost and your parents aren't home, you join a gang. Join a gang. Right, right, right. Yeah, same thing. So I, I feel like maybe in a lot of these, I think maybe these white people, white shooters are similarly, perhaps they're similarly uh, isolated and don't feel like they're part of. It's not, but there are, there have been plenty of non-white shooters, you know. Really? Yeah. Plenty. How many? I don't know. I have to look at Non-white mass yeah. killers in America? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't think there have been that many. There was one in Maryland. There was like a black guy and his some other. Oh, he was like Ethiopian. Yeah. There's also was the, he Ethiopian? Yeah, I think so. The guy, the, I think it was like some military guy or something. He the the sniper That's the guy. Fort Hood guy. That's the guy who like rolled a bunch of grenades into like he became a Muslim and he like got oh. radicalized. That guy was. Also I don't think that many. That I think the overwhelming majority of of mass shooters in America are white. Let's Google this. A white man. So it's white culture. Let's see here, race of mass shooters. Okay. I would I would be very I I mean think back in time. I mean there's been a couple of Islamic ones, but not many. Yeah, I feel like uh like Muslims really cooled it. They were like they there was a bunch of like Stuff like early on, like in early two thousands, but after that, it's like been yeah, they've chilled out a bit. They've chilled out. Leave it to the white guys to uh, but yeah. So I mean, perhaps there's you know it's the culture that 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 has that is that is sick. Jesus, there's so many fucking mass shootings. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. It's really crazy. And I bet you most of them are white. In fact, I think I saw a statistic today that like the overwhelming majority are white. Let's see. I mean, and that's frightening. But there, there is, there are some. I mean, it's not that many. Well, there's. I mean, it's mostly white, but there's a lot of white, blacks, and Asians. It's, really? Yeah. I mean, well, it's mostly white though. It's. I mean, yeah. I'm like talking about like eighty, eighty percent white. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But that is. I, I think it's a. You got to say something about white, like white culture is is is. This is what happened when when um. Uh people came across to the Americas, right? There were all these cases of um of um British soldiers and, and um just leaving and just going and living with Native Americans because mm. they were like this yeah. is a way better Yeah. It's a way better way of living. Yeah. In um Howard Zinn's A People's History of the United States, there's a whole chapter on that about about people who just stop. They're yeah. just like, right, I don't really want to be building properties and like raising villages and stuff and to make way for the fur trade or whatever it is that you know they went they just went and live with the woods with yeah. the native americans yeah i think they kind of realized in some way that their their culture was you know spiritually like, unfulfilling it, you always hear from the conservatives like oh what's happening in black families what's happening with like uh how they're raising their kids the culture the mm. music all that stuff and like they don't do the same reflection to their own culture to their own culture yeah it's very strange that it's very very weird. Well, their culture is perfect and the best, so right, it's the greatest Western civilization is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Right, right. people right. are perfect, so yeah. I mean, I hung out with I've got some wasp like some proper wasp friends. Yeah, and I remember hanging out with them for like a couple of days, and after what it just got it's really weird. It's weird. It's very cold. It's very cold. Very strange. And there's yeah. no reflect. There's no self reflection. There's no ability to perceive um, their own culture. Yeah, um, they they they're not aware. That they're embedded within this kind of very very strange cold culture. 
it's so cold. It's so uncomfortably cold. Yeah, and they, they, the, but they think that their culture is is like well, all other cultures would obviously want to be like us. Right, right. But you talk to like Latinos, and they're like, "What the fuck, no." Yeah, yeah. They'd say they're very. They're not. They're not aspiring to be white. No, they think white people are very rude. Just yeah, and strange. Rude and strange, yeah. Yeah, and there's no, there's no feeling. Yeah, there's no feeling. There's no feeling there. Yeah, and that was what I got with like hanging out with these. These 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 people was just like this is I can't really do much more of this. I feel like my soul is withering away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's very fake as well. Yeah, I'm just like, listen, I need to be around some some minorities. There's a lot of really weird jokes as well, like. Well, it's not really very funny. They're not funny, but everyone laughs. It's very weird. Yeah, no, and it's weird. The humor is f- humor is weird. It's very like. I don't get it. There's nothing. It's not funny. Yeah. But it's like a way to bond or something? Well, also, okay, there was one time when I was with these people, these like super wasp people, we, mm-hmm. went, we ran into a, a store actually, we were walking around and I, I don't want to mention too many specifics, um, but basically like there was a store in the place that we were at where they were kind of, you know, you could buy like Native American stuff mm-hmm. and kind of like chakra cleansing stuff and I was like, let's have a look in there. Mm-hmm. And my friend, he, he couldn't stay in there. He's like, I need to get out to leave. It's too, you know, it's not, I don't do this kind of thing. <laughs> He's like freaked out. Freaked out. Weird. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, even if you do, you know into all that stuff, the incense smells nice and... Yeah, who cares? It's good to have a little, a, Tibetan, good, a little girl in a Tibetan gong. There's like, they, there's like a, there's a process they go through as well. It's like they talk about the weather. They talk about their kids if they have them. Mm-hmm. They make some weird joke about their wife or something. And then, like, it's kind of... And then the formalities are done. Then they talk about, like, they talk about their business. Or and something. then work. And work. Yeah, you do that in England. That's probably because the weather's English shit. Thing? Well, the weather's shit in England, so you always talk about the weather. If we got it from you guys, like, that culture, it's, like, very... It's like, oh, yeah, weather's been crazy. The weather's oh, been yeah. crazy, yeah. Oh, you better, you yeah. better. Yeah, it's little, really hot. Little Johnny's oh. been... Uh, <laughs> he's oh, been how many kids do you have? Uh, I got three. Uh, how many do you have? Oh, well, oh, you know, my wife's got me on a short leash nowadays. <laughs> yeah, anyway, how's work going? Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that, that's... But, like, they don't people. say anything. Yeah, there's no real talk. They're not talking. It's, they're just making noise to avoid quiet right or to avoid a real or your human interaction a real a real interaction yeah it's weird. maybe that's why there's all these killings white people can't interact yeah white people can't think of anything to say <laughs> <laughs> uh, might as well kill these people <laughs> yeah, yeah can't figure out what to say I can't think how to talk to them properly so I'm going to shoot them all just murder these people <laughs> that's fucked up it's fucked up that's yeah, fucked up okay listen I think we've solved the issue yeah it's You're welcome, everyone. Fault. You're welcome. At the Bantercast, we've uh, we've uh, we've solved murder. We've solved. Basically, we've come to the conclusion that it's white people who've run out of things to say. <laughs> but some of them have been like the Virginia Tech shooter was Asian. I was like, oh fuck, he's Asian. Goddamn. Was he? Yeah, I remember the Virginia Tech guy, the crazy guy. Oh yeah, he and I was, was like, Asian. ah, shit. Shit. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That. That. Yeah. That doesn't quite fit there. So yeah. Maybe it's not completely. Yeah. But look. I think we're close enough. Yeah, we're close enough. All right, well, look, I think we'll wind it there. We've uh, we had a good chat, and we've we, I feel we've... we've um, Solved everything. We've solved it all. We've discussed it to the best of our limited abilities. Um, but listen, uh, yeah, I hope everyone has enjoyed the podcast. If you have anything to say to us, please get in touch. 
Um, you can support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash bantercast. Uh, if you'd like, if you enjoy what we're doing, um, we again, we're trying to center these uh, podcasts around issues regarding mental health and our pledge is to be, uh, our mission is to be as useful um, as possible in these very interesting and sometimes destabilizing times. Uh, anything else to add? Nope. Nope. Um, be safe, be happy, stay away from white people who have, uh, <laughs> who struggle with conversations. Do you not count as white? No, mate. Why? Well, part, I'm part, I'm half, uh, Jewish. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm married to a Latino. You don't count? Latina. Huh? Latina. Jewish. Yeah. Jewish people are white, are they not? No. No, they're not. They're, they're very different. They're warmer. It's different. It's, it's, it's different. It's yeah. different. I mean, I, I, I was, I was always being told by like, my uncle would always tell me, he'd be like, look, in life, don't trust white people. <laughs> you trust black people, you can trust Indians, yeah. but you, you don't like don't trust white people. So therefore, no. I've always considered myself non, non at least non what I'm definitely not a wasp. You're not a wasp. No, well, definitely obviously not. not. A wasp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, right. on that note, congratulations. Signing out. Congratulations, you're not a minority. You're a minority. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next week, everyone. Adios. Adios. So I did it in Spanish. Sorry, somewhat a cultural lamb. <laughs> <laughs>